Welcome to the PDL Podcast with your host, n- not Tommy Yu. <laughs> hey guys, uh, this is a special podcast this week. I am your benevolent host, Greg, and I am joined here by my malevolent co-host, Darren. Darren, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I know you're staying up late, and you would think, like, you know, the natural chain of what command it would be me second but you know i just don't think i fill that role very well <laughs> yeah we we just discussed this for everyone who's listening and he completely punted all responsibility to yeah. me for hosting this it is 1204 a.m for me right now and i'm hosting a podcast that i've never hosted before so <laughs> we're gonna try to not get too far off track but we don't have any adults in the room so this this could go poorly it could but um we can get started. So this is basically since Tommy's not here, we decided to start the team breakdowns that we do each offseason. Uh, for those of you who are new, basically we run through sort of the state of the franchise for each team in the league. We'll start with Tommy this week. We'll run through all of his positional groups, uh, quickly discuss them, talk about what he has in the draft coming up, uh, any trades that he recently made and then kind of strengths, weaknesses, and then we'll each propose a trade idea for him to make his team better. And then we'll do this for Tommy's team this week, and then the other teams will follow in some order TBD um, in the coming weeks. So I think that's pretty much the lay of the land. Darren, anything you want to add? No, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, everyone else here, except for um, Michael and Tanish, they kind of know how this goes because we follow the same format every time. Um, I think everyone kind of gets excited for their own episode, so I think Tommy will be glad that I think last year was it last year or the year before that I did Tommy's by myself. I think, and I think it was probably two years ago. I think but, it was two because I don't remember it. So yeah, so I think it was two years ago because I did it by myself because nobody wanted to do it with me or nobody could do it, so I just did it all alone. <laughs> they don't have the dedication like me. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually, Welch is clamoring to get on the podcast, and he feels. A little left out that he hasn't been on here and uh he'll have to be a special guest host one of these days so we can uh because he's one of the listeners you try to set me up with brian and then not realizing that there's a nine hour time difference between us so the overlap i, I didn't i didn't even and there's a nine hour time difference between you and the oregon guys too so that definitely wouldn't yeah. work but i was like how could we surprise tommy and i was like brian and greg and just me not being on it at all tommy would be like whoa <laughs> yeah i mean we would have to do it I would have to wake up at like 6 a.m. or something and maybe catch them at the very end of their day, in the beginning yeah. of my day. Because I know sometimes like Max and Mike and even Steve will be in the chat when I wake up, um, if I wake yeah. up at like 6 or 7. So, Yeah, logistically, that would be torture for yeah. all parties. <laughs> I would not be very coherent there. Uh, not that I'm much better right now. I'm honestly more <laughs> of a morning person, but we're already really? off track. We're talking about my my like wake-up tendencies. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll just dive right into it then. We'll start with the quarterback room. Um, Tommy has newly acquired Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Jimmy G. So, I don't know. What do you think? Pretty good, I would say. (laughs) Hurts and Lamar, well, I think Hurts, nothing really changed there. I mean, you can speak to the Eagles fans, but I don't think the coordinator change is going to make much of a difference. Um, Lamar, you would hope, would be more of a passing threat this year. 
um, new offensive coordinator, new weapons. But the problem with him hasn't been actually his production. It's been getting injured. So I don't know if that'll be better this year. I guess we'll see. Jimmy G, I don't know. He's like the most boring quarterback um, on the team. I think this is one area for me we'll discuss later where he could... Like Jimmy G really let him down last year. You know, you need a QB three that plays, and Jimmy's good when he plays, but he doesn't play all the time, and that's kind of one of the main things you want from your quarterback three. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I think he's he's pretty fine. I don't think Tommy's upset by having him, but I also don't think I don't know unless he's like a big fan of Jimmy G. I can't imagine anyone's clamoring to get him. So. I don't know. Yeah, it looks pretty identical to me um, than it was last year. It's not, you know, Burrow to Hurts is sort of a lateral move. We'll discuss mm-hmm. it later. But I don't um, – I think it's one of the three best, I would say, in the league. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything. Like, I think Jimmy G is fine. Um, but he's not exactly what you would call dependable um, because he gets hurt seems like he gets hurt every year. I'm not sure if that's like a fact, but it seems like he gets hurt every year and he misses at least a certain a couple games here and there. Um, so if you need, if Hurts and Jackson, they're on their bye week and Jimmy G has a sprained ankle or whatever and you can't rely on him, then, and also I wouldn't really expect him to be there more than this year, right? So I think that can be probably, you know, upgraded upon, but Hurts and Jackson, like you can't really ask for much more than that. Like both guys, have QB one overall potential. Um, but like you said, Lamar has to stay healthy. Like he really does because he's gotten hurt. I think the last three seasons in a row, he's gotten hurt at the end of the season. Um, and he's missed multiple games. So if he can't stay healthy, then obviously he can't get QB one. And then if he has Lamar hurt and Jimmy G hurt again, then um, I mean, I know he won the title last year, but you know, it's gotta be in the back of his mind. I would think like, man, what is he he really was like, and it, and it really, I, I mean, I know it came down to like in uh, what is it the FFC right? So it came down the Federal the, Communications Commission FCC. Yeah, that's what I always want to say, but I know it's not that. But it came down to the FFC decision to um, to rule it in like his favor. I mean, technically, if you're going by like the final score of what Sleeper decided, he won. Um, but it was kind of a weird ending, you know. But he squeaked it out. And that was not really any help with Jimmy G or Lamar Jackson there. Um, I, I personally, I, I know it's probably biased. Like I think Jalen Hurts is an upgrade over Burrow because um, I think that his ceiling is a little bit higher. Um, although like I totally could see a scenario where in our league with the six point passing touchdowns, I could see Burrow being the QB one overall. So I, yeah, I mean, it is terrible to me. They're not really. Yeah, like, it is probably. It's, it's, it's definitely like an Eagles bias. <laughs> like it definitely is because I, mean, like, I, I had Jalen Hurts and I traded <laughs> him away. So maybe so, I'm, I'm a big Hurts fan, but just not for me. Like you said, like long term, I think I'd rather have Burrow than Hurts. But for I yeah, can see too. Tommy's reasoning for getting Hurts for this um, upcoming season. But you did make me curious because I I realize now that I didn't look at the bye weeks because they just came out, I think, this week, right? Mm-hmm. And Lamar and Jimmy have the same bye week, so he can't even Oof. plug Jimmy in with Lamar's help. <laughs> so uh, maybe he really has to consider kind of swapping him out with somebody else, maybe. I mean, that might work out in his favor 
I, I mean, I'm not sure because we have to wait till kind of the schedule comes out. Like, no offense to you, but if he plays you that week, he doesn't really have to worry about it. <laughs> but if he plays like Max, he's probably like, fuck, I need another quarterback. So, and Herbert's um, going to drop 50. Yeah. Man. But even if Herbert drops 50, he, I mean, we're going to go through the rest of his positions. But if Herbert drops 50, Hertz could drop 50, and then it kind of neutralizes the whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I don't, I don't have much hope there. But I, I did play him twice next year. So, if, or last year, if it happens again this year, someone's going to be crying uh, foul. I, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, it would be me because I want to play you twice. <laughs> begging, begging the fantasy football gods to just give me a break. But I think um, Jimmy, like, I think the, the Raiders are low key. Like, could they have a top three pick next year? Like, they're not I mean, good. I, their, their division is tough. You would expect the Broncos to be better. The Chiefs are obviously going to be good, and the Chargers are obviously going to be good. So, I mean, they could go 0-6, 1-5 in their division, like, pretty easily. So I could totally see them having a top, at worst, or at, yeah, I guess at worst, at a top 10 pick. Like, they're going to be in the top 10, I would think. Um, where were they this year? Do you remember? They were like uh, seven. They picked at seven or eight? Oh, yeah, they did pick at seven because they got Tyree Wilson. Yeah, so they're 100% going to be a top 10 pick again, like, no doubt. Um, I, I yeah, can't I think see, like... The car to Jimmy G is a salary cap saving, but performance-wise, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same. You're replacing the one dude with another. And they, like... It's weird because they really banked on a coach that they're probably going to fire midseason if they can afford to. So it's very weird because he brought in a lot of his own dudes. Like he brought in um, Jacoby Myers, and it's very strange that they just like, yeah, it's so weird that they were like, yeah, you could do whatever you want, Josh McDaniels, but we might fire you week nine. Like it doesn't make any sense, but you know, it's the Raiders. I don't I, like. I don't expect their fans to even have any optimism this year, and they're not even fully no. tanking either. So I don't think they're going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So yeah, because that's. What doing. I think that's the thing with Caleb Williams and Drake May. Like the teams, like the the Bears that had pick one this year, the teams that have pick one, like they're even if it's the Cardinals, they're not really expecting the Cardinals to trade out of it, even though the Cardinals have a good quarterback already. So it's kind of like whoever has the first pick, they're probably just going to keep it. And probably I would assume the second pick too, unless the Cardinals have the first and second pick. Like if the teams have Caleb Williams and Drake May and they have like a, at least a semi need, like unless, you know, Pat Mahomes gets hurt and they get the first pick somehow, like that's the only way I could be like, okay, they're probably going to trade that pick. But if a team has like, unless they have one of the what, 10 quarterbacks in the league that are like, surefire franchise quarterbacks like they're probably keeping that pick like if the bears somehow got the first pick again they're keeping that pick and they're going to draft yeah the 100 percent. like there's no way they're trading that pick again so it's like this year they're the the three quarterbacks this year that went in the first round there was like a lot of questions around all three of them um so i i think that like next year is different story so I, I think that the Raiders won't even have a chance to trade up next year because if they're say they're five, like maybe they draft Quinn Ewers, but they're not going to get yeah. one of the top two guys. I think they're bad enough that they could get one of the top like three picks. I think they could too. Like I, I think that um, because Jimmy G gets injured, who's who's their backup? Uh, it's not um, Stidham because he went to the Broncos. Yeah, there's like a carousel of 
Is it Brian Hoyer? I feel like it's Brian Hoyer. That's not good. It was <laughs> currently Brian Hoyer. That's not I good. think it's Brian Hoyer. Yeah, so they could have the first overall pick if he lands. Yeah, they could. Yeah, uh, if Jimmy G gets hurt, it's yeah. going to be real bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't think I can name anyone on that defense other than Crosby. Well, they got Tyree Wilson. So they got Crosby oh, and Tyree okay. Wilson. And then... Tyree Wilson um, feels like, what's his name? Trayvon Walker last year. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I prospect, but when they we were don't need to talk him. about defensive players on this podcast. We're staying on topic. This is not an IDP <laughs> oh league. Before, before the Micah Parsons draft, I posted some stuff in the chat about Micah Parsons because he went to Penn State and everything. And like yeah. now he's a cowboy, so I can't like like him as much as like would. Um, but he was at the Sixers game. He was wearing a fucking Sixers jersey the other day. I know that they just embarrassingly lost, but thank God they fired Doc Rivers. Hell, hell yeah. That is the blessing from the gods. Um, but anyway. Um, I have I no idea what you just said. <laughs> I posted something about Micah Parsons in the chat. Like before the, uh, I think it was on his pro day. Like he ran like a 4.36 or 4.38 or whatever at his pro day. And I got like roasted. Like, why am I putting stuff about defensive players in the chat? And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Gosh, well, I don't know. I've talked about video games in the chat and I get roasted. So yeah, <laughs> we got to stay on topic in the chat. I know. All right. So um, I guess we'll move on to the running backs. Um, his running back room is very good. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, and the soon to be suspended Alvin Kamara. Well, I guess expected to be suspended Alvin Kamara. Um, I mean, yeah. let's start there. Kamara, what do you think is going to happen? I think he's well. There's a guy that I follow on Twitter, and he expects like he he estimated for Deshaun Watson the minimum of eight games. Like he expected eight to twelve, and he kind of was like at that the whole time. And he, I think he got eleven, right? Like so, he thinks Kamara is getting a minimum of six. So I'm guessing he's getting at least six. Because, but, but I guess, do you think you know, is this trial that's supposed to happen in July? Is that definitely happening in July and not getting pushed for like the 80th time? I think so. I can't like remember because it keeps getting pushed and pushed, but I think that I remember seeing like a couple months ago that this one is the, li- the longest they could push it out. So I think, but I'm not a hundred percent sure either. It could be pushed again, but I think that he's going to like, even if it's not settled, I think he's still probably going to get some kind of suspension because they can, what are they going to do? Push it to 2024. I guess he, they could push it to like the end of the season. Yeah, I don't know if it's like December or something. If yeah, if he would, fantasy playoffs. but is he, yeah. is he like actually, could he go to prison? Like, are there actual, I, um, I honestly yeah. have like completely tuned out. I just don't pay attention at all to that. Yeah, he could. Um, I think but rich people never go to jail. So that's probably, yeah, he's not going to actually go to jail, but it was like a large fine. And I, I can't remember how many weeks. So it was less than a year. I think it was like six months, but I'm not hundred percent sure, but it, he's not going to go to jail anyway. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, but he could face like a big fine. And even if he's like convicted at any level, like he's hundred percent going to get suspended for some amount of time because they have video of him doing it and there's no way you can deny that you did it when there's video of it and just makes you look so much worse. I don't know. Have you seen some politicians? I think you can. <laughs> wasn't me. I don't know. It's true. That's but some other guy. When they um, have video of it in the NFL, Roger Goodell, he takes no prisoners. I mean, 
Although you see John Morant in the NBA and he's flashing guns around and stuff all the time and he got suspended for like a couple days and they were like, yeah, you're good now. And then he did it again and they're like, oh yeah, he's going to have a big suspension this time. And it's like, okay, <laughs> sure. They're going to give him $250 million and be like, all right, now you're suspended for a couple games. But he's the dumbest I, motherfucker alive, I think. Like, I, I mean, he might have like two brain cells left in his head. Alvin Kamara? No, John Morant. I don't know who that is. Oh, you don't. You, you made basketball references. I have not watched basketball in like twenty years. So, so John Morant is basically. Um, do you know who Allen Iverson is? Yeah. Okay, so John Morant basically like wants to be Allen Iverson like really bad. Like he wants to be a thug, and he wants to like live that life. But he's from like the suburbs, and he and used to wear glasses. Like when he played basketball, like he's like he's you know he's, he's not the Rex specs. Yeah, he's not thug whatsoever, but he wants to be. And he's like, he goes on Instagram live with his friends and he's like flashing guns and shit. And he like, he's an idiot. Like he's a complete moron, but I don't know. Like he's not, I think Alvin Kamara is a little bit brighter than him, but still like, you know, beating someone senseless in a Las Vegas casino where there's a hundred percent cameras and you break the dude's orbital bone. That's pretty stupid in its own right. Um, you probably yeah, expect when you're rich that they're going to misplace the, the camera. I, I mean, like, oh, what happened to the tapes? Where'd they go? They, we don't they know. They did it for Robert Kraft, right? Like Robert Kraft, see, they uh, couldn't find that camera anymore after he uh, they found out that he was there. They were like, oh, well, we don't know what happened to the camera. We never Someone saw looked that at it and then they, they passed out and never, never came back to the job. They realized <laughs> no one should ever look at that ever again. Yeah, they saw Robert Kraft and they were like, holy fuck, is that Robert Kraft? I, I think that might have couple million dollars coming my way. <laughs> Just vomiting looking at the film. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, so if Kamara gets suspended and it's not full season, I think Tommy I, would be happy that it happens at the beginning. I think that's I think so better. Too. Yeah, because so, then I'll have him for the playoffs. But, I mean, I think that his running back room, even if he does get suspended, he's fine, right? Like, he still has four other good running backs. Like, Miles Sanders probably got, you know, just about the best outcome he could have hoped for. Um, because there's no one really, it's Chuba Hubbard is his only competition and pump up your guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's going to have a role, I think, because Steve Staley likes to rotate his backs, but like Miles Sanders is a hundred percent, like the lead guy there. Like there's no question about it. And should I expect the Chuba Hubbard offer in my inbox? I mean, if if Miles Sanders gets hurt, I might have to put him on the trade block, but (laughs) I mean, there's nobody, nobody on his team really has like a, big name like competition i know uh tamara they just drafted uh kendry miller um and they have uh jamal williams now jamal williams, yeah. but so he has even, more i don't think they'll cut camara right but no but, i don't so does it so. void his guarantees this is probably too technical i don't know i'm just quizzing Actually, you it might if he gets suspended it might like a lot of guys have that written in yeah. their contracts that it voids their guarantee but i still don't expect them to really cut him like they're they'll they'll bring him back for like this year unless they can cut him and there's yeah, no the Saints are like free salary cap space. We need that shit. Yeah, and they like, might. If, if it really if, does void his whole contract, they, if, they might. Yeah, like, like Miller get out of jail free card. Yeah, because well, you see the the Vikings that are like trying to find a way to get rid of Dalvin Cook, and they like can't figure out how to do it. So <laughs> they're like, if they have a get out of jail free card with Alvin Kamara, if he gets suspended, they might be like, all right, see you, buddy. We got two other running backs here. So probably depends. Yeah, how they play in the <clears throat> the absence. Yeah. Anyway. But none but of these guys really have competition, right? Like, none of them. No, I mean, you would... 
think at some point, so they brought in Ty J Spears mm-hmm. to back up Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I would expect that they would at least like lessen his workload, but I guess maybe they don't even care because they're like, Henry's going to be somewhere else next year. We just run him into the ground yeah. again. That's what I think. I think that they're just going to use him until he, you know, inevitably gets hurt because he's going to be 30 this year, I think. So like he got a little banged up the last couple of years. I know he didn't miss like a ton of time, but um, I think that he's going to, eventually he's going to do something. Right? Like, was not yeah. Great. The foot injury. Yeah. Yeah, McCaffrey's but, been pretty healthy. No, I think, I mean, he has three workhorse backs, and then yeah. Miles Sanders, who's at least the, like, main the back. Committee, yeah. 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 Which yeah. is, you know, and in this day and age, is pretty much, like, the best you can hope for. If you get a lead in a, most backs are committee backs nowadays. Like, there's very, very few. Even... I mean, what do you think about Bijan and Algier? Like, I think that Algier is going to have some kind of role. Like, Patterson, maybe a little bit of chunk, too. Like, I don't think that Bijan is going to have, like, Christian McCaffrey for a 2019 role. Like, I don't think he's getting 95% of the touches. Like, I just don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I don't know that Algier is going to be relevant for... No, I, I don't think so. Fantasy. Like, I don't think it's going to be enough of a situation where he eats into Bijan's yeah. workload enough. Like, I think maybe... They'll put Algier in the field and then run Bijan out of the slot or something like that, or you know, yeah, put him in a slot and then bring him in motion and have him in the backfield or something. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't expect that they'll absolutely have like 300 touches or something like that crazy in the, in the first mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I, mean, I, think I think that like maybe by the time he's 25 and he's in like his fourth year, then they might like ramp up his touches. And because then he's getting to the end of that rookie contract when they might be thinking about, you know getting rid of them but yeah or if they're like winning like if they're in the you know could make the playoffs or something and he's clearly true true great but i i uh, yeah i don't know depends on ritter but yeah in general i think these this is probably the best running back room yeah. in the league. i mean well yeah. we'll see what max does in the draft so now he traded away swift but yeah i think it's it just there's two definite superstars. Josh Jacobs was a superstar last year. We'll see if he can do it mm. again. But we also discussed the Raiders. He has quite a few Raiders players, and we've talked about yeah. how bad they are. So that's a little bit worrying. If they, <laughs> like, if the wheels completely fall off the Raiders and they just like fire McDaniel's midseason yeah. and have like a that could be good, yeah, like a bottom five offense. That's not great for Tommy. Um, so I think Jacobs will get the work, but then maybe if they really suck, like the touchdowns aren't there. But yeah, in general, I think it's probably definitely top two, maybe the top running back room in the league. I'd have to look at the other ones. Yeah. I mean, just guessing here, I would say it's probably the best um, just because he has, I haven't looked at redraft rankings yet, but I would assume that McCaffrey is the running back one overall henry's top five and jacobs might be top five but he's definitely top 10 so he has three top 10 ranked running backs and i would say pretty much every fantasy analyst rankings sanders i would say is definitely top 20 um and i could definitely see a scenario where he finishes top 12 like the panthers were a really good running team at the end of the year last year after they fired matt rule um camara is you know he's going to be good once he comes back you would think but he wasn't like great last year either so 
maybe and he's he really him. needs less touches. Like when he I gets a lot of touches, he's not that great to be honest. He needs less. So yeah, you would so hope that maybe, they will give him less this year, but he might not yeah, have to play. The, the, the two running backs actually will help him in a way. Like maybe they'll be Jamal and Kendry combined will be like the old Mark Ingram Alvin Kamara combo. So maybe that'll help him, and then it'll be great for Tommy once he comes back from suspension. But I think his running back room is really good. Like, there's not a whole lot you can do. I mean, you know, you would wish that they were a little bit younger because McCaffrey, Henry, well, Kamara. There's three. Fine, I think still, but yeah. I think McCaffrey he'll be good until he's a little bit older because he the his play style. But yeah, I mean, he can just always catch passes. So even if he's not yeah. running between the tackles, he's still valuable yeah like he's probably gonna be pretty good you know top 12 ish until he's like 30 you would think and then after yeah. that it gets a little scary but <laughs> um yeah we can go to wide receivers i think yeah okay so he has Devonte adams another raider stefan diggs dk metcalf deandre hopkins currently a cardinal mike williams Kadarius tony and jameson williams um there's a theme going on here, right? The last guy on the list, there's suspension candidates. Um, Jameson is confirmed suspended, right? Like he's suspended for six games, was it? Yeah, I think six games. I I didn't see if he would appeal or not. He kind of just said, like, I'm sorry, and then immediately was filmed betting at a UFC match. <laughs> like a week later or something. Yeah, I don't know if this was on the last <laughs> podcast or not. I talked about it with Tommy, but it might have been before we recorded. <laughs> like he was at the UFC fights and he was like, he was like on an Instagram live or something. He's like, anyone got the odds? Like, what? Are the like, oh dude, my God. Put down the okay. DraftKings or whatever. Fuck, man. He's probably pretty stupid. Like, that is that is not good look. I mean, you could do I mean, it. Yeah, it's completely the, legal, but man, just yeah, give it a, take give your it hand out of the fire for a minute. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta wait a little bit longer. You can't do it like right after you get suspended and then you're shown gambling. Like, it's that's so dumb, but I mean, he's obviously like super talented, but he's got to be on the field. And it's, to this point, he hasn't really. And I know that they were probably like really planning on him being a big part of their offense. And, you know, he kind of fucked it up. But I wonder if that changes like their view of him because probably like, I think it doesn't take a whole lot trust. for teams to give up on guys. Like, I think that certain coaches, especially, I think coaches oh, more than GMs. Oh, oh, yeah. If, if you're not fully committed, he's. Bite your kneecaps off. But I think kind of like it, it's either going to be he's going to think that he's, you know, an idiot and he can't rely on him or he's going to be like, yeah, it's a stupid rule and it shouldn't be in place anyway because he wasn't betting on the NFL. He's been was it college football he's betting on? I don't know, but both of those things can be true at the same time. Like, That's true. Yeah, you're right. It could be, but it's still like, like there's a lot of stupid rules and it, I still have to abide by them that's true that's Especially true yeah. millions millions of dollars I just... <laughs> yeah yeah he should like i don't know but the gambling is so weird though because like when you're watching a football game like every other commercial is some kind of gambling thing um yeah i notice it when i watch the us tv now like i said i think i said yeah. it in the chat because i don't really see that stuff anymore i see like soccer betting it but stuff but when i watch nfl i only watch red zone so i don't see the commercials and when i watch a playoff game or something like that, it's incredibly jarring just all of this mm-hmm. sports yeah it's like every other commercial time. but i just want to say i'm i'm really proud of him because he was using 
the Wi-Fi. So, you know, he's expensive, but he still probably doesn't have that unlimited data plan. So he was, he was on the company Wi-Fi. He's like, let me connect. Anyone got that password? Like, what is it? Someone let me know. I wonder if they all use the Wi-Fi. Like, there's definitely... That's why they got in trouble. Yeah, that's true. Because he had 5G, yeah, no one would have known. You should never use the company Wi-Fi because that's how you get in trouble. You know, you should just never use it. Just use your data. That's well, yeah, don't use it for illegal shit. I'm not going on the fucking black market buying AK-47s on my <laughs> company VPN. <laughs> well, yeah, it's one of my my friends that works for the Eagles. Um, after this happened, like I asked him if they kind of relayed this to the players, like if they were like, "Hey, you can't do this, this, and this," and he was like, "No, not really. Like they don't really say anything." So it's kind of like they're. Net, no, did you ever have a net nanny when you were a kid like the filter on your router so you just get oh blocked. yeah 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 they need that for them like you gotta stop yeah, these guys from doing it to themselves yeah if they can't if they can't do it why don't they just block the sites like wouldn't that make it somewhat easier I mean, it would have saved a lot of suspensions because what like yeah. two other guys got suspended one of them got cut already like yeah siphus or something and then got cut yeah a couple depth guys got cut but they actually were bidding on or betting on NFL. NFL games, I yeah. think. Which is real stupid because, like, we saw Calvin Ridley get suspended. And, like, if we know, there's no way they don't know that, right? Like, there's no way that, uh, I guess, a colleague of theirs was suspended for an entire year for betting on football games. Like, you, Same you know, you can't too. Yeah, you know, you can't do that, right? Like, you gotta. I mean, I know, like, some of the guys, like, like Travis Kelsey was like, he doesn't know any of the head coaches. Like, he only knew a couple of them. So, like, that kind of stuff, I think, is like a little. That, reasonable right like if i saw like some of the coaches i think it was steichen who's in was in the eagles offensive coordinator like i saw a picture of him and i was like who the fuck is that <laughs> i've probably seen him like a million times on the sideline but i just you just only know the guys that are there for like yeah. a long time it's Everyone, like the rotating yeah. door of like who's yeah. who's the houston texans coach like well it's know. like it's like the superman the clark kent thing like how um you he puts on the glasses and like the dress shirt and like people don't recognize that it's superman but i think it kind of works like in a way if you just put on normal clothes and you're used to seeing the guys wearing like eagles gear and like a visor or whatever you're like fuck this guy unless they have like a really like recognizable face i think like like doug peterson i would never forget doug peterson like if i saw doug peterson walking by me on the street i think i would recognize him but certain guys I don't know. Like it's it's weird. Like I at the King of Prussia Mall, like by me, um, I've seen I saw Evan Turner there, former Sixers player, and I saw Robert Covington there, former Sixers player, and obviously like they're very tall. But yeah, you can saw, see basketball players from real far away. Well, well when I saw Evan Turner, he was sitting on a bench, so like he wasn't standing up. He's probably and, still your height. Almost, yeah. <laughs> he was sitting on a bench and I like walked up to him. I think I might have told this story on the the podcast one time but he was just sitting there like by himself and i walked up to him i was like are you evan turner and he was like yeah <laughs> and but like he like he like kind of looks like a turtle so like i had i knew what he, he looked like Mitch McConnell look yeah and he kind of like I, I just knew it was him and i just had to like ask him if it was him because I, at the time like he was one of the sixers best players um he was just sitting at the mall by himself it was kind of weird but anyway um yeah like I don't know. So I guess, like, Williams. <laughs> yeah, I get in a way how Jamison Williams might not know all the rules because they don't really like relay the rules to the players, but you really think that they would, or at least like put a filter on the Wi Fi and be like, you can't use this site. 
And then I would have just seen Ridley get suspended last year and be like, okay, maybe I should just chill it with the, the yeah, betting. Not it wasn't I think it was Miles Austin. He got suspended and he was a coach and he got suspended for betting on soccer. And it's like, dude, just like don't like why do you need to gamble? Like if you gamble, go to like the casino. And I know that like not every city has a casino, but I would assume Detroit has at least one casino, right? Like they have to have something to take up all that space. Yeah, like there's no way they don't. So go to the casino and bet there. Like no one's going to, I mean, you would think that like the average person isn't going to recognize Jameson Williams. Like I wouldn't, I don't think. No, because he um, wasn't on the field last year. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, they're clearly his top three guys, right? Like, um, yeah. do you think like JSN and no. Charbonnet, do you think that hurts DK? No. Not at all. It's gotta hurt Not someone, really. right? Like it's gotta is does it hurt Lockett then? I I think I mean if you look what who JSN is replacing, it's more Lockett than it is Metcalf. I don't think JSN yeah. is gonna be the big X receiver outside. Maybe yeah. he gets less targets, but maybe the offense is just better. And yeah. I, I I wouldn't expect a big shift and I still think Charbonnet I mean I don't think he's going to eat into any of the passing game work. They still ran the ball a lot last year. I don't imagine they're going to run it more this year. They would put, like, Travis Homer out there. Dallas, I think, was taking uh, snaps. So I'm not too worried about any of the yeah the additions, I don't think. Yeah, I actually agree. Like, I think he might get less targets, but I think he'll be more efficient because I think the offense will be better. Um, kind of like... Mike's argument for Jalen Waddle last year, which actually came true. Um, Mike was like, Jalen Waddle is going to be better with Tyreek than without Tyreek, which I was like, how the fuck is that going to be possible? Like, there's no way. Um, but he was because, you know, Mike McDaniel kind of was a helping factor in that also. But um, I think it hurts the ceiling. Like, DK Metcalf, I don't yeah. see him being wide receiver one. Like, I don't see that's possible, yeah. but he's just going to be solid. And it's the same thing with Waddle as well. Like, Waddle's ceiling is not there anymore, but it makes all of his rest of his play easier. So he yeah. can get more, but he's still like a wide receiver one, just not the wide receiver one. Yeah, I agree. And Adams and Diggs, like other than them getting older, I wouldn't um, really be concerned with them. Like Adams has a quarterback change, but they're basically it's the same quarterback. If yeah. Jimmy G gets hurt. <laughs> if it's Warrior instead of Jimmy G, then. The- the arm to but even it, hook it up to Adams now. I know he should probably be a quick coach by now. Like he shouldn't he be basically playing is, football. Right? Like I think that's pretty much like he was behind Mac Jones. True. And then he played a game and then he got concussed and then uh, Zappy came in. That's true. I, I don't but, know. Like I don't know what you do if Hoyer. Like they why why aren't they signing sign like, some other veteran or something? I don't know. Yeah, like there's veterans like Carson Wentz is sitting there. Like he's definitely better than Brian Hoyer at this age. I know he's like a locker room cancer, but. I mean, you got to upgrade on Brian Hoyer when your quarterback is Jimmy G and he's not really reliable. We'll bring um, in someone. I think I'm not too worried about that. And Diggs really hasn't. I mean, he threw a little temper tantrum at the end of the year, but yeah. I don't think he's gone anywhere. None of the things, no, no, no one that they brought in, they're no, not taking away his role. No. Um, but Hawkins, what do you, do you think he's on the Cardinals? Um, I and if so, is he usable? A chance? He might be traded, like because what are what are they playing for, right? Like Caleb Williams. 
Marvin well, Harrison. Yeah. They want the Williams Harrison stack, which would be pretty cool. Um, I, I would know, assume though. that they're just they're like, oh, we're gonna trade him, and then people are like, okay, you're gonna trade him, so we're not gonna pay you much. And they're like, oh, just kidding, right. we're we're actually gonna keep him. Like, I don't know why the Bills wouldn't just trade a third round pick for him or whatever. Like, His I know they said they wanted a second. So high though, right? It's like thirty million or something. That's like, true. I don't even know but, if they can afford that. And he probably I mean, won't the deal. Why not just like so? I don't know if you saw the breakdown of Jalen Hurts' contract. How like the cap hits are like so small. But why does every team not sign contracts in that structure? Because his cap hits, like I think the biggest one over the next four years is like fifteen million dollars. So I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, Hurts' contract is for like these big quarterback contracts. They're they write these contracts knowing that they're or at least gambling that they're going to restructure. No, well, they're going to extend him. They're not going to restructure yeah. the contract. They're going to extend the contract before it's done. But I don't think you're going to do that with a 30-year-old Hopkins before, you know, there's not runway there to, I know, to sign but, him again. So, like, what if you just extend him, you trade for him, right? And then you extend him as soon as he gets there, and then you, like, fudge the contract, and then he retires, and then you don't really have to, it's not going to be on the salary cap anymore. I know that, like, it gets broken up. The hits get broken up after they retire over, like, a certain amount of years or whatever. But, like, they could totally fudge it, I think, like, work the numbers. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure they could, but they also have to pay for them. So it's, like, true. they they have to give up compensation. So I think they're willing to play the game of chicken. And he hasn't had a great, like, he was okay when he played, but he hasn't been healthy, and he's, like, over that age. So yeah, I don't know. Like, what would you give up for him plus paying him all the money and then taking that salary cap? Cap hit on. I, don't, I, I mean, I think that their roster, like the Bills, I don't think their roster is like that great. Like they're they're okay, but the Jets, they're better. The Dolphins are arguably better. I mean, I know they got a really good quarterback, but I mean, the roster's not. They're they're kind of letting everyone catch up to them. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily that they're like falling behind. I think they're just letting everyone catch up, which isn't exactly what you want to do. Personally, I would rather them learn how to run the football. Well, yeah, that would help. <laughs> just wide receivers. Because you saw it last year with Herbert too as well. When when the team is one-dimensional and they know you're going to pass, it just, like, I'm, you know, I sound like Pete Carroll or something here, but you can't be that terrible at running the ball. Like, you have to have some ability to run outside of Josh Allen. And I don't think Devin Singletary was carrying anyone. And, you know, James Cook's like a satellite back, so I don't think you're worried about him running the ball. So I don't know. I, I would like to see some sort of running game from them, maybe more than adding a huge expensive wide receiver. But I, I agree with you that I think Hopkins isn't on the team, but do they just cut him if they can't find a trade partner? Uh, like he's going to be a locker room cancer for sure. Cause they're going to be terrible and he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. I, I think if they, they really had to, they might cut him because it kind of like helps their goal anyway. If they do cut him, like it makes them a little worse. I don't think that like he's going to be the difference between them winning like you know four games and fifteen games. I don't even they know. Basically, who got him for free anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think they might. If it really comes down to it, they really might cut him. But I don't know. It's just a weird situation because like it. It kind of. I don't know, like because they they seem to be like kind of rallying around Kyler now. Like they went to his statue thing or whatever at Oklahoma, and like they can't kind of see him. And you know what's weird? Steve Kime, low key, 
fucking hated Kyler Murray. Like he couldn't wait to throw that guy under the bus. Like as soon as he got fired, he was like, yeah, like fuck this little guy. I want to draft Bosa. Like I was kind of shocked because Kyler kind of saved Steve Kimes job. Like if he didn't draft Kyler, he would have been fired three years ago. <laughs> like, well, he didn't I save the job enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why he's mad because he got hurt and then he got him fired in a way. But, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how guys can't, like, see this. I guess because, like, they're so egotistical and they're I think so. He's just not. He's a very non traditional football guy. Like, it's cl- clearly yeah. he has other interests outside of that. And that, for the old school guys, I think that's kind of, like, insulting to them. Like, I. If you ever, I see like clips from ESPN where like Mark Schlereth is talking about like analytics. He's like, I fucking hate analytic numbers. That's not how you play football. Get in the trenches, stick your finger up some other guy's butt. That's how we play. Like these guys just take it personally when people have other interests. And I feel like Kyler's very kind of Zoomer. Like I play video games, you know. Yeah. 20 years ago, you get bullied out of school for playing video games. Now it's like a mainstream thing. So. I don't know. I think his yeah. personality just rubs people the wrong way, but I, I still think like if they get a top pick next year, they're gonna move on from him for sure. Can they even trade Kyler though? Like I've seen that a bunch, but like Kyler, I know his contract's insane. Yeah, but if if you bring in a rookie quarterback too, I think you can take the hit. I mean, who are they, who do That's they pay? True. Who are they paying? Buda Baker wants um, Like, who do they have on the books? That's true. You're right. They might just eat the hit for that one year, and then they got a cost-controlled quarterback for the next four years after that, so they really might. I think they have salary cap space if they need it, so I I don't think that's prohibitive. Like, if you feel like one of the guys in the draft is a franchise quarterback and Kyler's working out. I just dropped my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I just dropped my phone. Professional Uh, podcasting here, guys. I got all excited when I saw his contract. If they trade him and... If they trade him, Kyler, right, and it's a yeah. post-June 1st designation on the trade, if they can somehow work that out. Next um, year? Next next year. It's only a $13 million cap hit. That's it. Yeah, so, and they can also rearrange, like they can restructure that contract to spread it out yeah. for however many if years. If they get the first pick, he's gone. Like, he's gone, like 100%. Yeah. I know that they're, like, trying to rally around Kyler and everything, but unless he comes back from his ACL and he's, like, tearing up the league for the last eight weeks or whatever he comes back like he's gone there's no way like yeah. if they get the first pick he's out of there but That's do you great. so do you think hopkins is usable in fantasy like in redraft would you even draft him this year um maybe as like a wide receiver four or five or something like that it's like some kind of like depth thing you know like he might be usable here and there like if he has like a good matchup but i wouldn't really rely on him like the they're going to use Colt McCoy, I think. That's what it seems like. They haven't signed anyone else. So if they use Colt McCoy, I mean, it's like dink and dunk and little things here and there. They're probably not going to score a whole lot of touchdowns. Like, I don't know if I really want anyone on that offense. I know I have Rondo Moore, but I know that, like, at least Rondo Moore has, like, speed that he can break into the house. And Hollywood Brown, too. Like, they both have speed that they can do it on their own. Um, I don't think Hopkins really do that that much anymore. I don't think he has, like, that left in the tank. Um, I don't know if he ever had really had that speed, but like he, I would think at thirty, he really doesn't anymore. So kind of a possession route runner. Yeah. So he might so, be good in PPR, but I mean, we're not really we're half PPR, so it's not. 
he'll be he'll be okay for like bi week fill ins, but I think that's all really Tommy can really rely on him for at this point unless he gets traded to like Kansas City or uh Buffalo or something else. Like unless he moves teams, like he's just like a bi week guy for Tommy. And I think Before he probably moves on. Yes or no? Yes or no answer. Will Kadarius Tony ever be a top twenty four wide receiver? No. Good. You, okay. You Tommy's so? not here. We don't even need to elaborate. We can move on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's like he's a very good football player. I don't, I don't agree with that. Player. We can argue on that point. Yeah, I think he's like he's super talented, you know. And I don't know. I just don't think he's got it all there. He, he I don't think he's ever gonna put it together. I just he he can't run routes. He cannot <laughs> run know. routes, which seems like know, an which is part very of being important a for the wide receiver. Yeah, but anyway, what's supposed to be yes or no? So we'll just move on to tight ends now. Um, he has George Kittle and the oh, semi recently acquired. Is it? It's Chigazium Aconquo. Um, so Chig, Chig Aconquo, and George Kittle, which is pretty good. Pretty good tight right tight end room, I would say. Um, obviously, having George Kittle helps that a bunch. Um, but kind of, who the fuck is playing quarterback for San Francisco? So that that's a big part. And you know, you would think that they're going to get it to George Kittle anyway. But it kind of seems like it's going to be Brock Purdy, which is great for George Kittle. Yeah. Um, I think if Brock Purdy does he does have the job like if that is what we're assuming here that's good for george kittle and it's good for debo samuel um i guess christian mccaffrey but christian mccaffrey doesn't really matter who the quarterback is he's going to be good regardless i think um chig was really helped this offseason i think because they added nobody it's literally just him and Traylon burks that's it like there's no one else to throw to there. I, I, they have other guys I know, like warm bodies, but I don't. I know you don't like Trey Burks, but like they're the only two guys that are like have any talent in their bones. Like I don't think anyone else there is worth anything. I mean, my um, my concern is that it could just be like the Texans' offense last year. Like, yeah, it could actually just have no viable options. Like, there's people who are like, oh, well, Chig is he's the second option on this offense. That doesn't mean he's actually good. If the offense sucks, yeah. he could just be bad too. The second option might just be terrible. So, yeah. I mean, this team, they, That's this the worst offense is... Like, it's awful. The defense is terrible. Like, the whole roster, top to bottom, is just, like, so pathetic. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill is going to get murdered behind that offensive line if he plays. Levis is going to get murdered behind that offensive line if he plays. Henry's going to just get hit behind the line of scrimmage again. For an entire mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Uh, Burks is going to have to get open in half a second, or they're not going to get the ball to him. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not as big on the the Chig train as uh, some people are, just because I think they could be the worst offense in the league by far. I think they might be the worst team in the league. Period. And um, I think the only thing right now that is keeping me from not thinking that is Ryan Tannehill. Um, I know that he's probably like, I looked at their schedule because I have Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I looked at the Titans schedule and their bye week is week eight. And I think before their bye week, that roster is so bad that they might be like one and seven, like two and five, like something like that going into their bye week. Like they're probably going to be very, very bad. And Will Levis might come in and I know that you are a Will Levis fan or were a Will Levis fan. Um, I think that would make them much worse and if you're already starting out two and five and you bring in a rookie who some people said that needs to sit for a whole season 
Um, you would assume that you're only going to win another two games or so. Um, so they are in the hunt for Drake May and Caleb Williams, I would say, even though they just drafted Will Levis, but they didn't really give up anything to get him. Like they swapped two picks and they gave up nothing. Um, so I think that like there's a totally a scenario where they just draft Drake May or Caleb Williams and then they're like, see you, na- see you later, Will Levis. Like it was great while you were here. Um, Unless he like goes out and he's like amazing and he, but I, I don't know. He's going to be very good. And I don't think Tannehill is very good. I think Tannehill might just be done. I don't think he's. Yeah. I, mean, I think I, the situation I wasn't great that last year. I'll give you that. Like people yeah, want to shit on Willis and I, rightfully so. He didn't look good. I'll give you that. But like also, if you just look at the play, the wide receivers are not open. The line is collapsing. Yeah. There's like, there's nothing for him to do with the football. And it's the same thing with Tannehill. Like he can only do so much, and Levis can only at least Levis can kind of run. So maybe yeah. that's a little bit like he can just run away from pressure and get some yards. But so, I think they're going to be terrible. I had this thought, and this is kind of in the wheelhouse of George Kittle too. Um, the 49ers, we would say, right, that the 49ers have probably at worst a top 10 roster in the NFL, right? Like top to bottom, like they're very good uh, everywhere. Five, say, yeah, yeah I, I would say that too, but I didn't know if that was a little too, you know, I was uh, a aggressive. Stand, so. <laughs> so my thought is um, they hate Trey Lance. That seems to be pretty obvious. Like they just don't, they don't want to deal with him anymore. Um, Brock Purdy just tore up his elbow and who knows when he's going to be ready. Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. Um, so who's He's to say that Baker Mayfield last year? So, <laughs> hey, I know, but you know, he's so he's better than an average NFL quarterback. <laughs> is what I'm, I, I'm not, I think Baker was thrown into a bad situation. Oh, okay. He got there at the he, end of training. It was the camp. same situation for Darnold. <laughs> no, Darnold was there the year before that. He was already oh, there. Whatever, but the, the team was the same. <laughs> yeah, it was the same team, but like Darnold was there longer, like he had more time to acclimate. I think. I will give up on Baker officially if Baker is like the same dog shit quarterback in Tampa Bay. Like I will be like, all right, he's he's, he's the same like, dog I, shit quarterback on three teams. You need to see it on the fourth team. He was he mind. was great as a rookie. He was great as a yeah, rookie. He was also dog shit on the Browns later. So yeah, I know later on. Yeah, after that uh, shoulder thing, like he was real bad, and uh, then he went to Carolina and it got somehow even worse. Um, but anyway, 49ers, good roster. My thought was the current new GM of the Titans is from the 49ers. And what if he calls up his old pals over there, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and he's like, hey, guys, what if I give you Ryan Tannehill? And he's like your guy until Brock Purdy comes back and he's healthy. And I think he would fit that system really well. Um, he's kind of like Brock Purdy in a lot of ways, I think. So I think that like that you, you can't really go into that season with that roster and have no plan at quarterback. Like it seems like they're just going in. They're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. But you like you need to do something, and it would be better off having Brian Tannehill. And like, what is he going to go for? Like a fourth, fifth round pick? Like it would be so much better if you have Ryan Tannehill and Brock Purdy, and, like, Trey Lance, they can just trade him wherever the fuck they want to trade him. Like, to trade him to Minnesota or whoever was linked to him before the draft, like, send him somewhere else, you know? I don't I think they that hate Lance that much. I just I, think they like Purdy, and I think they like Lance, too. And I don't I think, know. I think like, it's a legitimate competition say. still, but... 
we'll see how it goes in training camp. I think I, I don't know. I mean, when I traded Purdy away, I thought he was still a starting quarterback. Obviously, the injury yeah. kind of stopped that. I think the ceiling's limited. He's but yeah, he's not going to be a QB one for fantasy, so that's why I was willing to get rid yeah. of him. But I think he can be a solid starting quarterback. I don't know if Shanahan thinks he can actually elevate him yes. above that. Yes, but yeah, but I, I still think they, Which is, they like they what they have to do in Lance. Yeah, but I think they I think they just like what they have on the roster, and I don't think them picking Purdy is necessarily an indictment of Lance. I think it's like this guy got us to the NFC Championship game. The players yeah. love him. Like the roster likes him. They're you know big fans of him. I don't think you can say like, hey, Trey Lance is a starter now. I don't think the veterans yeah. would like that. I think they want to see it in practice. So I legitimately think it's still TBD on on who the starter is, depending on how it gets to training camp and if well if if Purdy's still hurt or not. But I don't I still think it's an open competition. So I don't think they've given up on Lance. And I don't think they're gonna bring in another veteran after they just signed Darnold. Like if they made that move, why wouldn't they just make that move before signing Darnold? That's probably true. I think you just have a player and you want to get him to a really good situation. So you're trying to speak it into existence. No, I just I was just thinking about it and like the connections and like a lot of the times when the guys leave and they have like the connections to teams and trades happen a lot of the time and I think that just, was talked about Lance to to Tennessee, Tennessee before yeah. the draft. Yeah, before Will Levis went there. But it like that made sense, right? Like I was thinking maybe they send Trey Lance and then Ryan Tannehill plus something and they get Trey Lance in return. Like that would have made sense. But um they didn't that obviously didn't happen. Um, and you're probably right. Like they're probably not going to make a trade for a veteran quarterback. Like they're just going to roll with what they have, but it's kind of weird that they're rolling with a dude that had Tommy John surgery, a quarterback that is terrible and a guy that they don't know if what he is like, it's kind of, I think if it, if they trade for someone, it tells you a lot about Purdy's health and that he might be out for the year Yeah, because it's still a possibility, I think, depending on how it heals, um, that he might be out for the year. So I don't think they would do it if he's going to be back in week two or three. I mean, they're saying you move back for training camp, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think well, they're also saying about Javante. If they if Javante comes back, whew, I'll be so happy. I think I, I'm more worried about the ACL than the... <laughs> I know that's right. complete bullshit. Like, there's... He might be ready, but I think J.K. Dobbins was also... Who I also had last year, and I think he was also ready, quote-unquote ready, and he played... Week two, I want to say, and then he like re-injured himself. Yeah, but the Ravens, they have that like that rogue strength and conditioning coach who I think was just like sabotaging True. players. I think he was just like like Rashad Bateman was coming into the room and he was fucking Tanya Harding his knee and shit. I, That's true. I don't right. know because what was every player to came out. Foot. Yeah, you're right. Because Marlon Humphrey, like there was like I, I remember seeing that on Twitter. Like after that, uh, whatever it was called, the NFLPA room rating or whatever. Yeah, like they. The every player that I was like relevant from the Ravens, they all were like bashing the dude on Twitter, and he was the one like during COVID that was like got fined or whatever because he just didn't want to wear the masks and shit or something. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. so maybe they defended might be ready. I mean, we saw it before. Like, it's not like it hasn't happened before. Like a guy that had a devastating injury and like came back. I'm going to save my critiques of Javante Williams for when I review your team in a few weeks. <laughs> All right. You've, so in that you've, case, you've cleverly led me off topic to talk about your players on a podcast about Tommy's team. 
Uh, I just, I just can't. You, say took, you took a Tommy John surgery and turned it into an ACL injury, and then connected <laughs> that like six degrees of Kevin Bacon to fucking Javante Williams. <laughs> In that Tommy, case, Tommy deserves an award for fucking keeping you on topic, man. I know he's very good at it. It's like uh, Mike Tomlin with Antonio Brown. You would never know, <laughs> but. Um, draft capital tommy did acquire some picks i don't think he had any when the offseason started um uh, but now he does have 208 402 and 412 so he has uh the mr irrelevant of this pdl draft um what will he do with those it's to be yeah, seen I, actually, uh, I would just like to for the record i would like to use this platform here to criticize brian because last year and i i have the, the receipts to prove this last year i was trying to trade into the end of the fourth round and i uh, asked him I hey, I want Romeo Dubs, and he was like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm not going to take Dubs. He's not one of my guys. <laughs> you can get him in free agency and bid on him." I was like, "Okay, cool." Then what does he do? He picks Dubs with the last pick of the the fantasy Oof. draft. So I remember that Brian, and I've been storing <laughs> that in my mind for an entire year. So I'm never going to let that go. Don't. There's a vendetta. Yeah, uh, but I I mean. 402 and 412, I have no fucking clue who's going to be there for those picks. But 208, there's like definitely some good players that'll be there. Like they're they're guys that like need things to break their way, right? Like it's guys like uh like he could be Kendra Miller who could be the replacement for yeah Camara, which would be yeah perfecto for him. I don't know if that's the guy he said he was targeting. He said he got that pick with a specific guy in mind. Maybe it's um, like um. I don't know. He didn't post his rankings this year, so I Mingo. have my rankings, but I don't want to. St- can air my rankings out here because I'm po- I'm drafting. I didn't even do range. mine yet because like we have such a huge gap between this and yeah. But my team sucks. I've had my rankings since like November. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Constantly, but I just like don't like I don't want to because I I do that too. Like I tinker and stuff and I adjust them like all the time. And I feel like I I might mess myself up. So like other than yeah, my tears are set, it's fine. But other than so, the obvious things like Bijan. Number so right one. now, 208 is Ty J Spears. Uh, okay, Hooker, that was, that was... 207, 206 is Josh Downs. Marvin Mims, 209. Roshan, 210. Then you're like Tank, Bigsby is 212. Um, yeah. Which I like Tank Bigsby, but like I think he's just going to be stuck in that role. I know? don't know. I think, I think the Jags, I think they want to give the work to someone other than ETN. I think they don't want him to be a workhorse because they tried to give yeah. it to James Robinson and then he was kind of cooked. And then they were bringing in like Michael Hasty. He was getting snaps. Like Snoop Connor even got a tiny bit. There was someone else that they tried giving snaps to. I so think it would be good for ETN. Like if they did have someone that was like actually there. Like I, I think he's that not a he, guy that you want getting 20 carries a game, I don't think. Yeah, to give him 15 touches a game and, you know, catches and rushes and you you have him more efficient than I think he could be a plotter, but I think he's more like a running back two or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, Spears to me could be interesting for Tommy's team. Like a short term. Yeah type of running back. So Kendrick Miller is going, he's the guy maybe he wants is at 204 right now on the ADP that I'm looking at. So okay. a little he's bit of drafting, but again, Arlie's tight end premium. So maybe Laporta goes earlier or something like that. Yeah. Maybe and, he wants a tight end. Maybe know. he wants a tight end with that pick. Cause he, you know, Kittle's getting older. Chig, who's who knows how that's going to go. Yeah. But maybe who knows who anything's going to go with any tight ends. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, so we can't really speculate too much. So I guess we'll jump into the trades that he made recently. Uh, I do have like last year, but 
he had so many that he made recently that we don't really need to get into that. Um, yeah. He recent the most recent one he sent Joe Burrow and two fourth round picks to Tanish, and he got Jalen Hurts the two hundred eight and the four twelve. Um, now I know we already talked about this on the last podcast, but we didn't really talk about it from Tanish's end. So I think we should probably like talk about that a little bit. Um, now I think we both. I know you said it earlier, but you agree, as so do I, that Burrow is the better long-term asset. Um, in six so, point, yeah. So I think a lot of the calculators yeah. and stuff like that don't take into account, hey, we're no. a six-point passing league. No, I don't think so either. And if we're saying it's 2033 and the PDL is still going 10 years from now, I think Joe Burrow will be more likely to still be in the NFL than Jalen Hurts. Like I could see Jalen Hurts just being done at 34, 35, whatever. But Joe Burrow could very well, his play style would allow him to play longer. Um, so I think longevity, I get it. Um, it's just that like you would think that you wouldn't have to give up the second round pick, I know you did the exact same thing. Like you gave up Hearts, and I think I it might have been the exact same pick. Yeah, uh, it was one of them. I gave up three hundred one too, to be honest. Okay, so you, you, you both gave up Hearts plus a pick to get what would you would think is like the lesser quarterback in like most dynasty rankings. But you know, like you said, it doesn't factor in the six point passing touchdowns or the longevity. Well, the um, fact that I just like Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's true too. Um, and I know that Tanish probably likes Joe Burrow because everybody fucking loves Joe Burrow, like except for me. Like everyone posted that. Love him. I'm pretty neutral on him. I did full full disclosure here. So when I had Hurts, mm-hmm. I was trying. I, I don't think this is a secret, so I think I can pretty much say this. I was just I was trying to get Hurts or I was trying to get Herbert and Burrow for like a long time, um, and just trying to move them. And I offered almost yeah. this exact same trade to Tommy, and I think he said this, and he turned it down. And then I'm annoyed because I paid even more to get Herbert, who, <laughs> if he would have given me Burrow, I could have flipped Burrow for Herbert plus, so I wouldn't True. have been screwed over. So Tommy's indecisiveness in the last month really uh, cost me stuff. But yeah, I agree. Like yeah. I would, to me, Burrow and Herbert are kind of the same. I think Burrow's ranked higher than Herbert just because Chase is there and he's obviously been more successful, but they're in a similar yeah. tier for me, guys that are going to have long careers, more pocket passing, um, and then Hertz is a more short-term quarterback, which is obviously better for Tommy. I, I think the second, I mean, I, I did the same thing. So I gave up more than I wanted to, to get the long-term asset. Mm. But for me, the players who are there are enough of a dart throw that I'm like, I, I don't know, like these guys that I'm looking at really realistically after even the end of the first round this year, I'm kind of like, I don't know. So yeah. if if I really like Joe Burrow or Herbert or whatever, and it means I miss on Ty J Spears or Josh Downs or Hendon Hooker, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. So just kind of go get your guy. I know some guys in the chat, like I think Mike and Steve really like Hurts more than Burrow, and I get it. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a play style thing and a preference thing. Um, I don't think this trade trade is necessarily bad. I think it yeah. makes sense for Tommy, and it makes sense. For Tanish, because Tanish is not trying to compete this season, and Tommy is, so he gets the better short-term quarterback. Even though I said they're kind of in the same tier for this upcoming year, I don't yeah. have a. I don't know. I could see either one of them being better than the other, so I don't know. They're pretty close to each other. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think for for Tanish to go out and 
he did have to spend a little more than the trade calculators would tell him to, but you know, he got it was basically free picks anyway from exactly, me yeah, because he got him. To him so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so who gives a shit? Like, he just got it for free and he's like, oh, I want to get this guy like more and I'm gonna have him for a longer time. So, like, I don't blame him at all. Like, I think it was for him, it was good. Um, yeah, he got Burrow for Herbert in 301, essentially, I think, and John Mechie. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's you look cool. at it like that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, Next trade, Tommy sent uh, the 306 and Samaj P. Ryan to Michael for Chig Aconquo. Um, I think since this happened, it like went really good for Tommy. Um, at the time, I was like, yeah, that, that works out. Like, but I think like now, if this trade were to happen now, Michael might ask for a little more. Um, because Chig kind of, I, I know he's still like a TBD, like who knows how his career is going to go. But I think since this happened, it's like you're probably expecting the Titans to do something to their either wide receiver room or tight end room, like something there. Um, so I think like it kind of went Tommy's way after this happened. But I think it's it's relatively you know neutral. But I did I do think that having Chig definitely helps Tommy more than having the 306 and Samaj P Ryan because I I mean he doesn't really need Samaj P Ryan in his running back room and if. Um, George Kittle was to get hurt. He has nobody else. So Chig could be huge for him just to like have somebody to play in that spot. Yeah, I mean, this is... I think all three of these could be kind of not really useful, to be honest. Like, I don't know, 306, I don't know who that is. Like, I can look at my yeah, MVP. 306 is like Cedric Tillman, Kayshawn Butte. So your guy. Is he a band okay. yeah. Zach Evans. So, I mean, you're taking a dart there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I guess not, it's like... He's what now? Javante's back up, and we've already established that he's definitely coming back for week one, hundred percent. So we'll there's go. no value to be had there. And I, Shake's a tight end, so I hate him automatically. I don't have yeah. any interest in gambling. But if you're going to gamble on a tight end, he's good athletically. You're paying a third round pick in P. Ryan, so I'm I'm fine with that. I, yeah, I don't have a preference for either side here, really. Yeah. So, um. The, the last trade was three trades, and I know that we already talked about this, but it was like a three-parter, so I'm just going to run through all three real quick. So many picks, um, man. He, he sent a 2024 first and 412 to Tanish for David Montgomery, a 24 third, a 24 fourth, a 25 third, and the 402. Then, minutes later, he sent 2-2 Atwell and a 24 third to Michael for Rashad Penny. And then, I think it was a couple hours after that, he sent David Montgomery, who he recently acquired, Rashad Penny, who he recently acquired, and Hayden Hurst to Brett for Josh Jacobs. Um, so he ultimately, uh, you know, you can figure that out on your own, how we did with Josh and all of his first and seconds he traded for Miles Sanders earlier. Um, but he did all that to acquire Josh Jacobs, basically. Um, and I think that was huge, because as we were talking about earlier, like, He's a bell cow, and he's the only one that was really like super duper reliable in that offense, other than Devontae Adams last year. Um, he literally, it was Josh Jacobs and um, Travis Kelsey were like Brett's two best players last year, and now they're both gone. Um, that wasn't meant to be a shot at Brett, but, um, but I, I was surprised when Brett traded him. I, I was like, when Brett traded Josh Jacobs, I was like, holy shit, because he's not like. Like, even me, like, I don't consider him, like, super old. Like, he's 25. Like, he's got a little more juice left, I think. 
I think um, he has that like Amari Cooper syndrome where he's been around for so long and he's just kind of yeah. been like mid for a while, mm-hmm. uh, to use the youth term. That he's just sort of like, like even I, I understand how good he was last year, but in let's you know I go to get him in redraft this year, I'm like, eh, Josh Jacobs, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Feels he still feels like an RB two, you know. And I think yeah. even if you have him on your team, I still think you feel like a little bit of that. Yeah. So, I don't know. He just has that name association with him. I think. <laughs> I do agree. Like he kind of fell into like the the trap where you're like he's not someone I want as my RB one, but for Tommy, he's his RB three. So <laughs> I think that that's. Yeah. I think it aged scenario. well for him because Montgomery will still have a role with Gibbs there, but. Yeah. Gibbs is def- like you can't feel better after the draft about Montgomery's role, even if they ship Swift away. Because I think when you when they signed Montgomery, you could tell if you read the tea leaves that Swift was not part of that future yeah. anymore. Anyway, Penny, I I don't know. You're the Eagles fan, but basically the way I'm approaching this backfield this year is I don't want any of it. I want absolutely nothing to do with any of them. Oh, you just traded for Swift, so I shouldn't say this, but. I don't want <laughs> no, any of them. Like I think Penny's going to get work. I think Swift's going to get work. I think Gainwell's going to get work. Boston Scott's going to like steal a couple touchdowns here and there. They're all going to have relevant games, but I don't want to try to pick which game Penny's going to go off for 150 yeah. yards and a touchdown. So, so I don't know. my best guess as an Eagles fan is the leader of the committee. I'm not sure. By if it's a large margin, it might be, you know, we're splitting hairs here, but I think the leader of the committee would be Swift, then it'll be Penny, then it'll be Gamewell, and then Scott will have his random games against the Giants where they give him touchdowns. And Sirianni actually admitted that, like, they do it just because, like, it's like a meme at this point. Um, it's like Boston Scott is definitely like he's, you know, carrying up the load at the end. He's the fourth guy. Um, but Gainwell, they like Gainwell, so like he'll be used, I think. But I don't know, like how much. Um, but I think Penny is, I think he's good. Like he's a really good player, but he literally cannot stay healthy. Um, it would make sense if Penny was like the early down guy because he's a really good rusher. Um, and if they had Swift in like the 10, 12 ish touch a game role. Um, but I think Swift will probably lead the committee because I just think he's the most talented of the running backs. Um, but like you said, like Gibbs going to Montgomery, I think Gibbs going to Detroit hurts Montgomery more than DeAndre Swift would have because they clearly hated DeAndre Swift. Like they could not wait to get rid of him. Um, yeah, but, but I always yeah. assumed they were going to bring in someone to yeah, to run too. with Montgomery. So. I don't think it changes it that much. It's it's a slight downgrade, I say, I think. Yeah. I, I just think that for since this trade happened, like I think if Brett waited like a month, I don't think he would do this today. Um, maybe that's maybe that's wrong and he still would have, but I think like if he was to wait, I think he probably would be like, Nah, I'm not as high on those guys as I was a month ago. I don't know. I think um, it's, it depends how you his injuries are theoretically not relate like he he broke his leg, which is generally like a bone injury. That's a good one, you know? Yeah. Like, it heals back. It's not a ligament, something like that. So it's generally okay. But I don't know. He just... I, I don't know that they're... Even even if he has a good couple games, I don't know that they're going to want to rely on him. And I think it's the same yeah. for Swift. Like, I think they're going to limit his touches, even if he starts taking off and just 
you know, running for A to carry or something, they'd be like, okay, we've seen the pass with this guy and we need to kind of throttle it back. And we, we need mm-hmm. them for the playoffs. They don't care about the regular season, I don't think. So I think you could see guys like Gainwell getting more playing time early in the year um, if they're winning. Like, there was a problem last year with the Eagles was well, they're blowing everyone up by halftime and then no one was putting up stats in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. The Eagles are going to be interesting to watch how they rotate those running backs. Um, but at least for Dave Montgomery, he's only competing with one guy. So I, I think mean, Montgomery will be solid. I think he's just like a solid yeah. running back. Too. I don't think, I think the, the upside there, he's not like a top three guy. I think he's just solid week to week. He should have a very, very defined role. And I think the Lions want to run the football. They have a good offensive mm-hmm. line. He should get some passing work. I don't know how much Gibbs, Gibbs will. I mean, Swift's vacating 70 targets, so that's yeah. a lot to, to spread out. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So for Tommy's strengths, I said that literally every position could be argued as a strength. Um, would you agree? <laughs> I think so. There's one sort of weakness to me that we'll discuss when we get to the trade. Okay. The and I said his main weakness, I said, is age, like father time, impending doom, age cliff. Like a lot of these guys are kind of worried about it. Weirdly, his quarterback for, room. Like, like suspensions. Yeah, suspensions too. That's true. Like, players just doing dumb shit to yeah. ruin his season before it starts. Other than that, like if they're, if they stay healthy and, everything and they're on the field like they're gonna be good so because he is like all good players so um not a whole lot of weakness going on here with the delco dreamers um but yeah any disagreements comments anything <laughs> no i mean I, th- I think the i'm a little bit worried about wide receiver depth because we did talk about yeah we did hopkins. before we started recording yeah, yeah like so hopkins I mean, if he's on the Cardinals, that's not going to be a good offense. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. We didn't talk about him, mm-hmm. but I'm a little worried there. Tony, we don't really have high hopes for him. And Williams yeah. is going to be out for six games. And then do they put him in a role right away? Because he didn't even play last yeah. year. So then then you're with like three really solid receivers, one wide receiver one, but I think he needs to stay healthy. Um, it, injuries could affect his team a bit more to me than they could for, say, Max's team, which yeah. sounds obvious. But those are the two top-tier teams. And I think, candidly, I think Tommy's starters are probably better, mm-hmm. but the depth falls off more for me. Yeah. Yeah, like, like if, if he... put Pitts in for Kelsey, that's, like, not that... Well, depending on how <laughs> yeah, Pitts is doing. But, but <laughs> theoretically, it shouldn't be that big of a drop-off. If you put Shig Okonkwo in for Kittle, that's a huge drop. So... Yeah. yeah, I think the weakness is just maybe some of this depth, and he needs players to not get suspended. If Kamara gets like a light suspension or doesn't get suspended, maybe that changes, and then he can move one of these running backs for a wide receiver depth yeah. as well. So he, he's, yeah, I don't think he's going to go into the season with this roster. I think he's going to make some moves at some point. I do too. Like even if he could trade one of those top three receivers for like two, a little bit lesser of receivers, like that would probably be beneficial because like if he was to lose. Devonte Adams or Stefan Diggs, then he's rolling out one of these other guys as his third wide receiver. And that's not ideal. You know, like Mike Williams will be good when he's healthy, I think. Um, but I wouldn't really want to rely on Mike Williams because he gets hurt every single year. So, 
He doesn't know how to fall properly. He no, definitely not. Falls, he jumps really high. Falls really, really hard. In athletic, yeah. and he just doesn't know how to fall. It's not yeah. a good combination. Yeah, so... I don't know. That's the only part. Like, I agree with you. The only part where I was like, wide receiver is a little shaky, but it's still good. It's better than most teams in the league, but it's still just shaky. If, yeah. if Hopkins goes to a good place, I think that might change my opinion a lot because he could be still a wide receiver one. We just don't know yeah. right now. Yeah. So. True, true, true. It's up in here. All right. So last part, uh, what's your trade idea for him, his next move? So I obviously wanted this to make sense for more than one team. And I think this does make sense. I, I don't know if Brett will agree. So I think he should go back to Brett, <laughs> the, the old Brett. Well, I mean, obviously it's 1999. So they have a direct phone line connection. They're going to get on they do. the hard landline phone, the roto dial, dial each other up. And I think I, I, I don't know how Tommy feels about Jimmy G, but I think he needs to upgrade Jimmy G because that was almost the chink in his armor last year. And you can't roll into the season with a QB3 that's unreliable. I think you need a quarterback that is more reliable in a position where you're playing him during bye weeks and other injuries. You can't have him be injured. So I want him to trade Jimmy G plus 208 for either Goff or Cousins. I don't know which one Brett prefers, but I mm. think it makes sense for Tommy because Goff and Cousins, I don't know if they play every game but it seems like they play every game every year i I can't remember either one of them missing substantial time so they're consistent and i think they're probably i don't know if you agree they're probably better than jimmy g i think they're like a tier up from him i think cousins definitely is uh goff yeah you hate goff that's well Goff would be like half a tier above jimmy g like yeah so i think it makes sense for tommy and then from brett's perspective like the rebuild's coming at some point here. And if he's going to contend next year, he kind of has to be lucky anyway. So tearing down a tiny bit to Jimmy G and then acquiring 208 helps you this year because you get Jimmy G, but then you also have the rookie pick that helps your team get younger and helps you this year. And, you know, long-term you need to get younger. And I think he has uh, Sam Howell as well. So he'll have one of Goff or Cousins left, plus Jimmy G, plus Sam Howell, which is not the worst quarterback ever, uh, the worst quarterback room ever assembled. So I think it helps him with an eye for the future and then also still makes him competitive this year. So I don't know. Yeah. That's my reasoning. Yeah, no, I actually really like that. And I was going to do something similar, but I didn't want us both to do a quarterback trade. I thought that would be like... Yeah, I put mine in first, so fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> but... Um, I was going to say like Jimmy G and 208 to Steve because Steve has four quarterbacks and he doesn't really need all of them. So I was going to say for like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would have said Aaron Rodgers, but he just got Aaron Rodgers. So I didn't I know. know. Like it would have been perfect before Michael traded Aaron Rodgers away. Mm-hmm. But um, now I don't know if Steve would want to move him for that. Yeah, true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so instead, I put the same 208 plus George Kittle for Mark Andrews. Um, this would kind of help him get a little bit younger. Mark Andrews is a little bit younger than George Kittle. Um, he is about the same tier of dynasty player, like rankings wise. Um, and it would also give him the Lamar and Mark Andrews stack, which I personally love stacks. Um, so for me, like you're not dropping off in point wise, you're 
getting a little bit better. Um, I think most people would say that Mark Andrews is better than George Kittle for fantasy. Um, so you're getting a little bit better at tight end. You're getting a little bit younger, which helps him overall, I think. Um, I just think that that would help him more than having whoever he drafts at the 208. Um, because with the way that his roster currently is, like he's probably not going to use that player very often. Um, they might be helpful down the road for sure. Like if he drafts Jonathan Mingo or something there at 208 and he becomes the next AJ Brown, um, like obviously that would be great to have there at 208, but he probably won't be using him. Definitely not this year. Um, but Mark Andrews could help him win this year. And I think that would make sense. Like you said, with your trade, I think it would make sense for both sides. Um, because if I know we're not talking about Brian's team, but if you look at Brian's wide receivers, they're a little thin. So say he puts that same Jonathan Mingo on that roster and he could actually use him and he has George Kittle. So he doesn't have that drop off at tight end. Really? Um, I think it makes sense for both sides. Um, all these trades that we suggest, they never happen. So, um, that's definitely not going to happen now that we spoke it into existence. They're not yeah, they want to do it out of spite. They can't be like, oh, yeah, oh, totally. Greg and Darren are so smart. It oh. was a fucking idea. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do the opposite now. Yeah. <laughs> so, for a wide receiver. I mean, he's going to do something, though. Like, Tommy is one of the, the guys that, like, you know, he's always working. Um, I know he's talked about his notorious notebook on the podcast all the time. Um, so there's no way he's not doing anything before um, the season starts in September. Like there's definitely moves that he's going to be made and he has them already in his mind or written down in his notebook. I'm sure um, it's kind of, I have no idea what he's going to do, but he's doing something. Yeah, I think he will. I don't know. See, what threw me off a little bit is I know he's looking for a specific guy or maybe he was just throwing smoke. I don't know, but I assume he might be looking for a specific guy at 208, and then depending on who's available there, maybe he trades out. Like, maybe Kendra Miller's his guy because then he has insurance for Camara. Yeah. Um, and if it's a wide receiver, then he thinks, well, these guys aren't going to contribute this year, so I can trade out. So maybe this is something that happens on the clock rather than ahead of time. True. Um, and I think, I think there could be absolute chaos in our draft because anything from, like, 111 to, like, 304 this year is just pick a guy. Like I think the the variance on these ADPs that I'm looking at, I have like a website that aggregates them. The variance is really high for these guys this year, uh, yeah. a lot more than usual. So we could see some crazy stuff like Roshan Johnson going at the beginning of the second round, or he could go in the beginning of the third round. I have no idea. So yeah, I, I think that a lot of like people that are going off like ADPs right now. I honestly, in a way, I think it kind of starts at 101. Um, like. Obviously, most people are going Bijan, but I see people now, they're going like Anthony Richardson, which I personally think is fucking nuts. Um, but I think from the beginning, the very beginning of the draft, it's like the ADPs, I know that they're like based on like a lot of drafts compiled together. Um, but I think this draft is like really weird. Like I know everyone was expecting this draft to be like amazing, all-time great draft and everything, but... Like none of the running backs got like amazing draft capital or landing spots. Like it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't what it was supposed to be. Like it was supposed to be like the all-time best draft ever. It was supposed to replace the 2017 running backs. You know, I, I don't. Yeah, we know. don't have a fucking clue what we're talking about. 
<laughs> That's true. It could be still dynasty be the best draft dynasty. No, I mean the dynasty community just doesn't know what the hell's going on. Oh yeah, I well that too. Yeah, but it still could be like an amazing draft because everyone was saying that last year's draft sucked and like this year's draft was, I, which I guess kind of happens every year. But everyone was saying the last year's draft was opposite, swung the opposite way. Like now people yeah. are so I'm, I'm I'm sure some of these guys are going to be good. I just have a hard time. I have a couple guys that I like, but outside of them, if the other guys around there go, I kind of have no interest in them. So that's like very specific for me, these guys I target. Where in some other years, I have more of a spread of guys that I'm like interested in. There's certain guys this year that I'm just 100% out on. Like, there is no way I will take Rasheed Rice at any point during this draft. Like, I wouldn't take him in the fourth. So yeah. there's guys where I'm just completely out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird draft class for sure. I, I, I totally agree. Um, but I guess we should probably wrap it up and let you go to bed because I know it's it probably one thirty. One twenty seven AM <laughs> Wednesday morning for those of you listening. I don't know when this is gonna go out, maybe Thursday, but uh yeah. So that is the first team breakdown of the year. Um I think we will not have a team breakdown next week. The next, yeah, next one week should be the official PDL mock. Um, and then Greg will be back to do my team breakdown. I'm not sure if it's going to go exactly in that order, but next week should definitely be the PDL mock draft. For do you feel as uh, confident? Last year, you you and Tommy were getting really cocky about being able to predict all of the picks. Do you feel so last year we picked, we picked the first nine picks in a row. Um, and we did that like off the air. So like our on the air one, like, we haven't decided like what we're going to do this year. Like if we're going to like what we're going to air. Um, but last year we did like the kind of smoke screen sort of draft that we released on the podcast. And then our official one, we texted it to each other. Like we were like, no, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And uh, that one, we went nine for nine in the first nine picks. And I forget who the 10th pick was, but the first nine we had 100%. I think, I think pick ten was Sky Moore, something like that. I'm no, saying. Sky Moore went before he went eight. Alave. Sky Moore went eight, and then it was Alave because okay. we kind of we were we went back and forth on that because awesome. like we were kind of like Welch will go Alave because he's like the more like, he has you know better stats and whatever and um, but then we were like no, but like Pat Mahomes and he might fall into the trap that Mike fell into with Clyde edwards hilaire and like you go to the Chiefs and everyone's like oh shit he's on the Chiefs. And we were like, he might go for the upside because he needs to swing for the fences. And if he swings for the fences, then he's going to go sky more. And it kind of, you know, blew up in his face. Um, yeah, that one didn't age well, but it was Watson one day. But um, anyway, I mean, sometimes yeah, I, you, you swing for the fences, you strike out. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, I mean, really... He still had a, a decent draft last year, so it wasn't. Oh, no, 100%. Wasn't all like, bad. It really, but, yeah. it really did. But like sometimes you got to. You got to go for the big swing, but like sometimes it's better to go for the safety blanket for sure. Like if you go safe, then um, I, oh, I guess Richardson. Is, well, oh, Anthony Richardson is a swing for the fences guy, but if that backfires, then who the fuck's going to want him? Because me it's and you are the only idiots. Backfire. It's not he's <laughs> it's possible. Go Dynasty on. QB1. <laughs> he is Locked the worst prospect in the last 10 years. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Anyway, I think it's easy, throw. I just run. Field, fields can't throw. Um, well, Fields can't throw, but I think that they're pretty close to giving up on him. Like if he, uh, 
he has another bad season, they they like if they had the first pick next year, even say everything else is the same and Fields is in his third or fourth year or whatever, and it's still the same quarterbacks, Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I think if that's one year further into Justin Fields' development and he still looks like he did last year, then they're they're moving on. Like he's oh, done. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so. I think it is easier to be honest this year to predict the draft for me, just because now I feel like I know people a lot better. Last yeah, year I yeah. only had like make it a month yep. or two, and now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I know, I know who this guy's gonna take. Like, yeah, you can you can definitely read people feel. better than like, you know, it's Some it's weird because like they'll throw you off sometimes. Like Mike, Mike definitely will throw you off. I know he doesn't have picks until like I think his first one is like eight or nine this year. But he has um, a lot. And then after Mike, that. Mike will throw you off for sure. But like usually you can kind of get a read on most people i i think i know that you were after well jensen was kind of here when you were here right like he was brian's co-owner when you first joined right he talked in the chat like four times maybe yeah so he jensen was a total total fucking wild card like you never knew what jensen was gonna do um he literally traded up to get jamar chase like he traded a ton to get jamar chase and then after the draft that baby mama stuff came out about jamar chase and he traded him to max for antonio gibson in a second round pick I so, see that one in the in the trade logs. Yeah, every time so I click Jensen, on. you never knew. And Jensen was also a landline lover. Like he would literally call you and be like, "Hey, man, we got to work this out in the next five minutes." And it's like, Jesus Christ! Like, what the fuck? So he well, was a, army, so it's a it's foreign country code. You guys don't even know how to dial it, so I'm safe. What? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't think there's any reason to call on the phone unless it's someone that like we don't really have anyone in the league anymore at this point. Um, that's like super unreliable, but when no, I never pick up a phone if I don't know the number. Well, yeah, I don't do that either, actually. So you leave a voicemail, I'll, I'll call you back. But I don't even know how to check my voicemail. <laughs> do you not have an iPhone? It's super easy. Yeah, it was on German, man. Oh, uh, my! It's everything in my my T-Mobile things in German. Oh, so, well, that's an issue. <laughs> anyway, it's one thirty-two. I have All to right. go. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I so hope that when I click the stop recording button that the files download. Oh, Otherwise, you you guys aren't getting a podcast. So yeah, that, that being said, totally awesome. we'll talk to you soon. Bye.